If you treat me like leftovers, you're not getting <laughs> you're not getting dessert. That's terrible. Okay, okay. <laughs> what am I even saying? <laughs> I may not have a working brain, but I'll always stock pins and batteries. Double A asshole of the week. I'm sure we will get to him. But in the meantime, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's a very good and not bad episode with one of my favorite guests whose title of pod I just referenced about three seconds ago. You know him as host of the podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Ryan Bailey, welcome back to Andy's Girls. What up, Andy's Girls Nation? We're doing it. It's a Friday. It's loose. It's Friday. We made it through the week. Woo! I mean, honestly, it's loose. It's a Friday. We made it through the week. Most importantly, <laughs> we made it through Wednesday night. And I just have to. T- I have. Dude, I got. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of questions for you. Like you put your <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like going back into Shawshank. Like that's you're throwing yourself back in a prison of sound with Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Now, I saw them like four times pre-scandable oh. i don't think i could do it post-scandable how i mean like how was that experience like i mean that that just i know you wrote about it but i mean take us through i, I just i mean i have people dming you going 75 percent of the audience was there to make fun of him and i'm like who wants to perform like that who would want to do that well i mean okay so what you're referencing is something that i essentially gave a little wink and a nod that I would be doing previously on Andy's Girls app, but apps, but I did in fact attend Tom Sandoval's Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras concert this past Monday? Was it? I don't even remember. I feel like every day's been a year. This past Monday at the Gramercy here in New York City and covered it for the Daily Beast. And what that was actually, I don't know what this says about me, but like the most fun that I've had writing was going back into my notes and seeing like name of song. I started to, I realized I was fully clenched. Like all of these moments, like listing. And and again, this will be, the link is in show notes for this episode, but like listing the things Tom did during the show, freeze frame during take on me, laying on the ground multiple times, like just shirtless for days. It was all rapping with a backwards hat. Like the the song selection stayed with me. <laughs> Chloe Fineman from Saturday Night Live dancing directly next to me in an aisle. I mean, it was just, it was a wild night, but a part of the experience was talking with attendees prior to the show and then after about the reasons they were attending. And and it was genuinely a mixed bag of people being like, I bought my tickets before the scandal. Most people, I think, after, just to get a sense of what was going to happen, would he say something that went viral? Um, (laughs) You know, I asked his publicist a couple questions, including confirmation of the lyrics uh, to to Schwartz's mom. mom. (laughs) Is he say is he saying Raquel's hot for me or is he saying Raquel's not for me? Oh my god, it's like the mystery of Yellow Jackets and Lost all in one song. What is <laughs> guys, what could it possibly be? It has the key to our futures. 
Well, the interesting thing is I asked the PR team, his publicist twice and was like, I'm on deadline. Like, please let me know. And he didn't let me know about that. Uh, But he did send me a statement from Sandoval because I said, no, no, because I asked for it. I was like, can you, you know, I asked for an interview. He did not have time available, understandably. Listen, you're not Howie Mandel. You got to be Mandel or he's not, he's not showing up. I mean, there will be a follow-up from me. I will allow myself to ask that, even though Tom probably wouldn't like that so much. Um, but yeah, I he said, which is in the piece, essentially, like, because I asked, did you think of canceling or postponing this? And his response was like, no, it's been rad. Most performances have been sold out, which is not accurate. But um, maybe spiritually, he meant. From well, the, spiritually, from he vibe. spiritually he is a sellout, and I think that is what is what we're no wait. Wouldn't it be great if his publicist was like, Sarah? I got to be honest with you. I don't watch his show. What are you talking about, Schwartz's mom? What is that? <laughs> what is, what is that referring to? Is that something he does during the show? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I heard from someone who is a linguist who said who had a hypothesis about why we don't know if he's saying. Raquel is hot for me or Raquel is not for me. And they said, they surmised, they hypothesized that, in fact, he's not saying either at this point. He's doing something in the middle specifically to lead people to think whatever the fuck they want, which I actually thought was an interesting point. I think it is. But also, this just kind of shows to the point of like where where we've taken this season, how intense it's gotten in the Da Vinci Code of uncovering clues, is that like, you know, I would hypothesize is that it's like... It's not even that thought out. Like the lyrics to this song, it's Stacy's mom by Fountains of Wayne. He switches it to Schwartz's mom. He's been doing that bit since the very beginning of these performances, pre-Scandal. And so the lyrics are, Schwartzy, can't you see? Raquel's not the girl for me. I know it may be wrong, but I'm in love with Schwartzy's mom. So it's a joke right. all the same. He used to say Ariana, you got like, there's no clue in that. And if it was... This girl is potentially in a mental health institute, according to Sandoval. Right. So do you think he's really, I mean, who knows at this point, he'll do anything. But do you think he would literally then kick the girl that he is potentially in love or not in love with and go, hey, you guys, let's all joke on her even more. She's the bad one. I'm still cool. Enjoy my cover band. But that's what's so odd to me. And I was talking about this with someone. Like, why would you still even reference her name noting that what we're hearing is that she is get seeking treatment like and knowing that the videos are going viral specifically because people are trying to figure out what he's saying if you care at all about this person if she is in fact seeking treatment why would you continue to use her name as a joke regardless of when you wrote this like doesn't that show just how I mean spoiler alert thoughtless and cruel he is it's just so odd and maybe a lesser question but I would also maybe also ask um why did he cheat with Raquel and his girlfriend of nine years? He thought, I mean, like, (laughs) listen, this guy is not like packing like the mental fortitude of some of the women on Vanderpump rules at this point. So I really, at this point, like I used to give Tom so much credit. I used to think what an outlier in a group of dumb, dumb men. And now I realize that is wrong. So I just feel like he's everybody else. And what I thought was once special, I'm kind of seeing is just, average attention seeking you know which they all are to a degree but in the attention economy in the Vanderpump economy he's been one of the only ones him and Raquel that can't make money off of this so he loves performing he loves cheating he loves like he's getting to do all of these things at once and I really don't think there's a difference in his head if people love him or hate him because he's out there living this fantasy 
uh, that he's been dreaming about. You know, he's been dreaming about this since he was a kid. And I don't think he was going to miss this for the world. But I am curious. I mean, I am curious what his mental... I mean, we can all talk about his looks and all of that stuff right now or how much weight he's lost or how veiny he looks. But I really want to know at night when he goes to sleep, I would have been more interested if he gave like some kind of Fiona Apple speech of like, listen, man, this is all I have right now. I'm, I'm really kind of disturbed at how I behaved this last year. I kind of fell away from who I am as a person. And this is kind of my way to kind of connect with something that I truly love. Uh, but you know, like that's, that, I don't, that self-reflection, I don't think has had time to even pop up. So that's the weird part of him going on the road. Well, I, I also think maybe we're asking for something that just doesn't exist. Like I talked about this with Nick Vile, Vial, Nick Vile, Vial, potato, potato, on a recent AG where he was talking about like what he would want to, uh, ask Sandoval or having Sandoval on his podcast. And it's like, sure, the question that a lot of people have is, why did you do this? But maybe we're, it's not even like we're giving Sandoval too much credit, but we're assuming that we are going to have a thoughtful conversation with someone who maybe quite literally doesn't have capacity for it because he's chosen not to for the majority of his life. Like maybe the answer to like, why did you fuck Raquel? Why did you cheat on your partner of almost a decade with her best friend for seven months is because I wanted to. Like maybe there's not anything else there. For yeah, him. there's there's no there there. And I think a lot of us uh, had started to put more into him than actually is there. Like with Schwartz, he's kind of like, what's up, man? I'm a puppy dog. Take care of me. And we all kind of fell into that. And now we're realizing even he, like the puppy dog thing doesn't really fly anymore. At some point, you do have to take a stand, whether it be for love, whether it be for your idealistic beliefs, but there has to be a stand taken and Schwartz has never been able to do that. But Sandoval, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be this huge math equation. It's very simple. It's right in front of us. And I think the reunion will be very interesting because Ariana was the, the woman that always kind of like spoke for him because she knew he wasn't good with his words. She said that she's like, you know, I help him finish his thoughts because I know what he wants to say. And he's such a passionate, loving man. But you know, like he's not great with words. He lets his music do the talking, baby. But like... <laughs> But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's going to be interesting at the reunion for this man who, who's not able to put these things, you know, these feelings into words. I don't expect a lot from him at the reunion either. So it is interesting. We're looking for these answers that I think you're correct. We're probably never going to get because it's very simple in the first place. Yeah. And I think that the emotion that he is most, uh, consistently successfully communicated is anger typically against women and now he doesn't have ariana to lean up against to be like listen i'm not a misogynist i'm not a piece of shit towards women I, i'm not disrespectful consistently over the period of many years because look who i'm dating he doesn't have that anymore not only does he not have it but it's like look who you fucked over now the one person who was protecting us from you from who you really are. Well, Sarah, you nailed it. Cause I used to think, oh my God, he's just not good with his words. And we would get into a fight with Lala or Katie. I was just like, that's just his frustration trying to come out. Like, come on, Katie, you know, like all of this stuff. But now you realize his view of women is very interesting this season. And I joked about it in the beginning, but it's like, and, and you're a woman, you can tell me, are you put on this earth to make sure that I'm fully stocked in my supplies and to have sex with me whenever I want? Is that your place? <laughs> No, no. I mean, like, seriously, that's because that's yeah. what I get from Tom's. It's it like, is. dude, you don't stock shit and I need to have sex with you and I can't like 
that's what it feels like is that he's like saying that these are what women are good for in this kind of roundabout way. But he, I don't think he would ever label himself as a misogynist because he's like, dude, I love having sex with women. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, because he's leaned in so heavily on the fact that he is dating someone who I would argue as I think the majority of viewers at this point would is a is just simply a better person than he is. So yeah, the, a, a the more thought out thing. person, a more thought out person, somebody that seems yeah, to be on the thoughtful. right side, you know, actually pays attention to like the news and what's going on in the world is open in terms of sexuality, in terms of all of these things. And I think that's why Ariana sometimes was not looked down upon, but treated kind of with a cold shoulder with some of the other women on that show. Because Ariana, whether you want to believe that or not, always fell on the right side of history in how I would actually personally want to live my life. And that's hard mm -hmm. for some like a show where sometimes you get rewarded for bad behavior and she would be like listen it's very cut and dry for me you know like this is this this is this and that's what I think is ultimately embarrassing for her in these episodes let alone what is to come is that she does live her life to a certain way and Sandoval's going against every piece of that even though she knows he at that time she thinks he has a good heart yeah and the irony is it's it's her life you know, it's like I the the ways that she has a sense of morality for herself is specific to her life and the life that she lives with her committed partner. And now it turns out that the entirety of her life and of her own personal spiritual mission statement has gone to shit in many ways because look at what he has done to it. Like the disrespect for even her own values that he has just shat on while telling the world repeatedly that it's because of her. He did this. He was forced into doing this as a reaction to her not loving him enough the way he deserved to be loved and treated. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, Sarah, I think, you know, she, he, he obviously did her the ultimate favor because in reality, even if this cheating hadn't have happened, it was obvious with this season that they have very different love languages, you know, and his seems to be acts of service. And by the way, don't have Tom do anything for you. Cause he's keeping a running tab of how many dumpling lattes <laughs> he makes people, yeah. you know, so we did a favor, but also when you do something this horrific and this tragic, you break something so hard that it helps in the healing process for somebody like Ariana so much quicker than something that kind of dies out slowly and then haunts you for like a decade plus like this you know she will always by the way there's a lot of work I'm sure Ariana still has to do that she is aware of because how would you ever trust any kind of friend ever again even if you think they're the best person in the world she's now seen the worst of all of that but he did it in an ultimate favor by being this big of a prick because when you break something that hard you're able to start living another life more freely energetically and I think you know we see her actually glowing now actually happy we see a little bit of that with Katie Maloney as well yeah and then the second part of that is all that being said and I think that there is probably a weight that both Ariana and Katie feel and or will feel that has been lifted by the fact that they don't have to carry the stress of trying to convince the world and their friends that the person they're committed to is a better man than he actually is. Ugh. So all that being said, like the process of extricating yourself for Ariana and Tom specifically, noting this 
question about loans and mortgages and he's not even willing to stay with Raquel. He wants to stay at the house because he owns it and quote unquote can't afford to like get an Airbnb per his interview. I think that was with Howie, which made no sense. Stay with your buddy. Stay with your buddy Schwartz. You guys always lie for each other. Why don't you shack up with each other? It'll be a fun little plot line for season 11 or go into that shitty apartment that you started Vanderpump Rules in. Like go back to that place and get in touch with your roots. Uh, But like, listen, it is all just it's it's wild, but I it is amazing to see Ariana and the support, you know. But it is interesting. I was talking about this earlier is that, you know, we we like Ariana's bound to make some mistakes down the line because she's human. You know, like she is not, she's going to be like we all are going to make mistakes. She's never gonna make one, I don't think, this big, but she's not perfect either. You know, it's like we we kick people down and then we raise people up. And I'm curious, that's gonna be a lot of pressure right now on Ariana as well, of like Going from a reality star that was like liked and appreciated, but now she is like up on high, Hosanna. Oh my God, we need to like praise. And that must be a really interesting and shocking thing to wake up to and to readjust to of everybody supporting you. Yeah, except for the people that you thought were supposed to care about you the most. I mean, that's the whole oddity of having hundreds of thousands of strangers tell you that you are amazing, which I think you and I both agree that we think that Ariana is. And yet her partner of almost a decade and her best friend, who in the most recent episode, which we'll get to, I mean, maybe we're there now, is talking to her and trying to reassure her about how her insecurities around her body and sexual being are something to be healed through sex with Sandoval. I mean, it was just so it was so inappropriate that I had to push back our recording for a little bit because I needed to rewatch the episode because when I watched it Wednesday night live, which is among my least favorite things to do, I had like a total meltdown. I was yelling at the screen and like for oh, yeah. IG stories so much that I couldn't, I missed stuff. Like I had to go back today and be like, you're calm. You took a little walk, wash your hair, like new beginning. Every Wednesday, I padlock my TV to something sturdy because I know I'm going to try to rip it out like as many. And it, there is like with no fail, like three or four moments each episode because we're now aware of everything that's happening. But the Raquel of it all, you know, is, you know, that is a really dark moment. And Raquel, even in that moment going up like, ah, I we I think we're all prettier than we think we are. And like even for her to have that kind of thinking of like, girl, if you really like you, I don't know. I just thought it was extremely dark. And for her to be in that relationship with, by the way, she was with Sandoval before that something about her party. Like, you know, that is documented that her and Joe Schwartz's girlfriend slash roommate at the time, they went out on a double date before they went there that night. So she went in there. That night? Yes. They were at a Kyle Chan party. They were wearing the same dumb outfits. And by the way, like, and by the and Schwartz, literally, like, just invest in deodorant. My God, you're rubbing lemon rinds all over yourself. And it's like, just truly disgusting. So disgusting. The fact that, like, I mean, it's just, it's wild. But yeah, they were out, like, that's what I'm saying. The, the audacity Ryan. of these men and also the audacity of Raquel that, you know, they all think they're pulling one over on somebody. There's almost a wow. glee that you can sense. That's why you see Schwartz and Raquel giggling in that scene next to the propane tanks that are trying to burn down Sir. Is that, you know, 
Because because Shorts is like, Katie, you don't understand. We're like buddies. She's like a bro dude. And Raquel's like, ha ha ha. Because they know that they they know that Schwartz knows she's hooking up with Sandoval and Raquel knows she's hooking up with Sandoval. Katie doesn't know. So it's an inside joke of if we could tell Katie right now, she would fully get it, but we can't. I mean, I think that was the thing that put me over the edge on the new episode because I feel a lot of anger, nay, rage toward Raquel's specific behavior, but I wasn't expecting her to delight in like needling Katie pretty aggressively, crossing every boundary she could think of in being so horrifyingly disrespectful to Katie's mother, which is when I was spewing fire watching this and just the glimmer in her eye. I mean, there was a question a lot of us had when we saw screenshots or whatever it was of the finale or maybe the trailer for the season because it looked like during Lisa's conversation, everybody was emotional except... Right, except for Raquel. And it's like watching that episode, she just... And this is Raquel. This is like Raquel taking responsibility for Raquel or rather us taking responsibility for Raquel taking responsibility for Raquel just in watching her have so much fun and be so horrifyingly awful to several people who just genuinely didn't deserve it. It was very upsetting well <laughs> to now, process i mean now i know your your podcast likes to go deeper and into the you know psychological elements and you know really kind of dig in there and what i think with that is you know this is a girl that truly thinks and she's being blown up by sandoval of like dude you're so amazing dude you don't even understand how amazing you are and she's like, oh my God, I am. So she's really feeling herself and she's stepping into this spotlight. The thing is, she does not, she's not used to it. She's not good at it. She's clunky. She's not even fun to watch when she's trying to be evil. She's not even good at it yet. And I don't even think she's going to get better with practice. So she's like sitting there going, I'm finally doing it. Sandoval says, I'm doing amazing. Everybody says, I'm doing amazing. Uh, people love the galaxy light. Oh, look at how good I've come. Look how far I've come. DJ James Kennedy used to make fun of me all the time. But look at me now. I'm me, Ariana, Tom. And in her head, I don't think she's able to process information correctly because the one thing I can't understand, I can see Sandoval, he telegraphs completely what he's feeling. But Raquel, there's this disconnect and I don't know if she sometimes is able to divorce things really quickly, is that I truly think she doesn't realize that she would lose Ariana as a friend with this Sandoval thing. Like, I truly think she's like, she's like being able to separate things and at times you can see it, but just slightly. Like, it's it's the weirdest thing I've ever watched on reality television because you would know, even if cameras are up or down, do not disrespect a mother. Don't disrespect a mother, especially after a 10, 12 year relationship. And she just like, like, oh God, what, Terry, what? And like, who speaks to anyone like that? And you're not even a full-fledged villain and you're doing that. Who, I mean, truly they say who raised you, but now I'm curious, who actually did raise you? How were you raised? It's the Raquel piece of it still adds up. I can't add it up at all. I try to, I always end up, I always end up coming short because something will confuse me completely. Well, it felt like she was delivering lines. It felt like she was a vessel delivering lines. But the emotion that I saw her have, maybe it was still an extension of Sandoval's delight and glee in it, seemed 
as real as it could possibly be, even though those line deliveries were somewhat flawed because there was nothing there. It's like there's no there there. There's no intention. She does not have an intention aside from seemingly like making her boyfriend happy. Like that's that is maybe the goal and why she felt so much joy in doing some of that because maybe she could bring to Sandoval something that she knew Ariana could not which was a lack of humanity like that is what she was successfully able to deliver like being an absolute dick and looking to um, escalate situations unnecessarily that is not something that I have seen in almost a decade Ariana doing for the purpose of pure escalation, not based in genuine frustration or anything else. Like Raquel was there to start a fire. And it's so interesting when you even see Sandoval's reaction, because like per Kristen's talk, per Kristen Doty's podcast, we didn't even get all of it. Like at one point, apparently he told Terry to shut the fuck up. Like he was actually protected in some ways by that edit, but I don't think Raquel was as much. No, I mean, listen, that was the season finale. And it would have been a great season finale, regardless of Scandable. That would have been a really exciting episode. I mean, now it pales in comparison to what we do have. But to your point with Raquel, it's like we both started off as actors. And, you know, for you actor geeks out there, you know, that you have the Sanford Meisner method, you know, the, the method of like, you know, responding off your scene partner. And in that scene with Katie, she's this one level of like, Katie, I just want to say Katie. And Katie's like, what? What? What are you talking about? And she just stays, I was just trying to say, I was just trying to say, I was just trying to say. And then she finds like, I'm going to leave. And there's no kind of difference in her emotion. There's no difference in the range of her vocal ability. And you have Katie kind of just going like, what? 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 Because it keeps getting crazier to Katie. But Raquel stays so constant. And even the pictures that we're seeing coming out of the re the reunion and in the trailer, if you look at those photos, you see Tom, right. who looks like a broken insurance salesman with white nail polish. You see him broken. You see Schwartz like, did I shit myself? And then you see Raquel. And Raquel, you can't read her. You don't, she doesn't look like she's been crying. Doesn't look like she's, she's completely poised. She's, she could be anywhere. For all, she could be watching a concert for all I know. You would not be able to tell by facial reactions anything's happening to Raquel at the reunion from what I've seen. But if you look at any of those other pictures, they're all engaged. DJ James Kennedy, Lala's ready to pounce. And, you know, she's just there going, like, just staring. It's really curious. I mean, it's odd. It's, it's like, it's, I don't want to say concerning, um, but it's, genuinely very odd that there does not appear to be anything there and yet we're getting these confessionals where she's mid-affair talking about how she's found herself and then or talking to Ariana about how sex is so great when she's like a, as a single woman and it's just like I just don't know at what point we see her clued into all of this because even in some of her responses from that gangbusters reunion trailer when she's trying to do the thing with Lala of like but you and James fucked not while we were dating but that's a thing that wasn't great so it's the same thing as me having a seventh month affair with my <laughs> long-term partner like it's like you know that this doesn't make sense but it's either all she has or all Sandoval has given her I don't know what independent thinking looks like for Raquel. I don't know 
Because I don't know who Raquel is. It is seemingly apparent. Neither does she. I don't know if, yeah, Raquel knows who Raquel is. And I don't know if I'm interested in taking that journey with her at this point. And I think that's what's going to be interesting about season 11. If you are, if you are truth, if you are honestly trying to help your mental health, I don't imagine there would be a therapist in the world that would encourage you to do another season of this show, knowing what this show has not put you through because she is the captain of her own ship. But what is, you know, what has come out from her, her behavior from this show, I don't know how this would be healthy at all. And especially I keep thinking about this, you know, you're at that show the other night and Tom's like bringing up her name and stuff. Like if Tom does distance himself from Raquel because it's like, wow, that really, uh, people really don't like us together. That sucks. Well, I don't want to do this anymore. Where would you want to see Rick? What purpose would Raquel serve on season 11 at all? Like, She's not going to be able to do scenes with Sandoval. Nobody's else going to want to do scenes with her. Schwartz might be like, what's going on, Raquel? Like, hey. But who else? Would you want to see Raquel's journey as somebody that everybody dislikes on that show? I mean, I think of it less through Raquel's perspective because, again, I literally don't know who this person is and more through everyone else. And I was talking about this uh, on Wednesday, maybe yesterday, maybe today with someone and just kind of talking about the fact that if I was anyone else in the cast, I mean, I would never believe anything that she says about literally anything because I think she's also surrounded by people who are in fight or flight mode who are trying to figure out how to portray her as someone that she might not be because she might not be anything right now. She might just be her actions and those don't speak great for her. And I just can't imagine because she had the support of women in the cast. I just, and I've heard from people who've been in similar situations, and I just, it is so hard for me to process because I'm so fortunate to have so many incredible friends, especially women, and like the women, like the touchstone that I have with like friends who I have known who are women who I've known since I was a little kid or high school or as an adult, you know, I, I trust them with, everything there's no filter and I just cannot imagine for Ariana who's already talked about being in toxic relationships before whose own toxic relationships and the aftermath of that are being referenced by her good friend who unbeknownst to her is like <laughs> fucking her partner I just don't know how I would process that and I don't think it is a healthy choice understatement of the year to force Ariana to be in scenes with her and yet I get it's the part of the job like there have been any number of crazy situations where these people have to continue filming that's that's probably the most consistent aspect of VPR is like being surrounded by bad actors and sometimes being one yourself I just I cannot imagine it I would never I say this genuinely I, I'm so thankful that we're recording this honestly on Friday and not Wednesday night because if anybody was seeing my Instagram stories, like I was losing my fucking mind, which is not a bad thing. But I I just with the, you know, ability to have a couple days to think about this, I just I could never believe anything that she said ever again. It's not my it's not my responsibility to trust her to make her a better person than she is. That's her responsibility. That's maybe her journey. Maybe not. Not everybody chooses to learn lessons. Sometimes people perform them. And I just, I can't, I cannot, I would never trust her with anything that she said. 
ever, ever again, ever, ever again. But the onus isn't on the audience. Like that would now it it switches. It switches to production. Production is going to have to decide if there is a story to tell and they're going to have to present their case of why we should watch Raquel. What purpose in reality television does Raquel serve at this time? And also just to add to this, I don't want to be uh, like, I'm, I'm, is that women like bashing or anything like that? But it's also the men. I would never believe anything that those two Tom said ever again on that show. They lie for separate reasons, but they're both insane liars that I would not believe a damn word. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll do it to you and they've done it to you season after season where they have lied. Like we'll still find out lies to this day that they have done, I'm sure in the upcoming months. And by the way, just to say to all you guys listening, I counted it down yesterday. It's like, we still have five weeks to go. We have five weeks to go. We have next week's episode. We have three reunions plus a secrets revealed. We have five weeks to go. Like, my God. And by the way, they have a secrets revealed episode. Like, what other secret is there? Like, please, (laughs) no more. Like, we've got the big one. Let's just call it a day. Just say more, just call it more Vanderpump. Like, I don't want a secrets revealed. Like, I can't, like, I saw that and my heart rate went up and I'm like, oh no, there's more? What what else happened? Like, oh no, don't tell me, don't tell me Peter did something. Like, Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony, 
It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Andy. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, it's that is a great point. And it is also one of those things of like, there's a conversation around the enormous amount of attention that immediately went to Raquel. And it was horrifying to see people engage and delight in slut shaming and all of that, including creators, including cast members, including obviously audience members and whoever else with Raquel. And I just kind of 
That to me is ridiculous. Like, dude, wait, wait, wait. Get, by the way, if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're doing it responsibly, go have sex with as many people as you want. That is nobody's business at all. No, no, I'm, wait, no, no, I'm not even joking. Like, that is not any of our business. You I can mean, go, you right. can go discover yourself sexually at all. That is like not anything that we like, come on. Like, that is not the, what I'm more concerned about is pathological, sociological, like, like behavior where you're lying to your best friend, where you're keeping a lie going, even after cameras wrapped, cameras wrapped in September. This was discovered in March. That was like, how many, I don't know, what is that, 18 more months? I don't even know how time works. But that is a lot of time <laughs> to continue this lie where cameras were down and they were still actively lying to Ariana's face when they were still hanging out with her. Her and Raquel were hanging out separately in that time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I think that there has been a lot of unfortunate conversation directed at and about Raquel but there is also a level of rage that I understand and can appreciate that is nuanced like when the conversation is like why is there more attention on Raquel than Sandoval at some points maybe it's because there was less of a respect for who Tom was to begin with like that might be a part of it that this Raquel thing is genuinely a surprise and it might also be that the friendship aspect of it, like the violation of that and seeing how specifically she was violating the intimacy of their friendship to try to extract information from Ariana, including about her sex life while referencing her body is very tough. That is, I think, triggering for a lot of people, not to say you have to be a woman to be triggered by it, but to say there is a very specific kind of relationship that women have with each other. And it was the violation of those boundaries, which is the thing I can't get over. Like if you listen, there's a Patreon episode that Dylan Hafer and I recorded because we had done AG as the, the as the news came out. We weren't looking at our phones when when uh, we stopped recording. Dylan said, I have news. And I was like, what? And he said, uh, Tom and Ariana broke up and. Tom has been cheating with Raquel and I was like what the fuck so we just started immediately recording for Patreon and the entire time I haven't listened to that episode in a minute but it's I still sort of feel similarly to that time which is like I can't believe it's Raquel like it's it is the thing that I still can't get over except now I can a little bit more watching her behavior well this is what I mean speaking of like this is crazy like the night after the premiere of this season I did one of those moments digital things that we did. Yeah. And I had, yeah, it was yeah. a celebration of Vanderpump Rules premiere. And I had Tom and Ariana on. <laughs> I had Tom and Ariana. So the show premiered on Wednesday. They were on watch with Schwartz and Sandy. What, were on, what month was this? This Sorry, was February. Was this? February? February. February. Okay, so okay. Schwartz and Sandoval were okay. on watch what happens live that Wednesday. Uh, Sandoval flew home. Him and Ariana did this digital moment worldwide. And I was dressed as Tom. I was so, I was like, yeah, Tom. I was so excited. And I have yet to go back and listen or watch that. But I remember mm -hmm. specifically going, Raquel, she's going to have quite a season, I understand. She's really coming into her own. And then I asked this other thing that I remember that I said, okay, what are you doing tonight? It's it's 8.30 right now. What are we doing tonight? And Sandoval's like, well, I'm going to go to Schwartz and Sandy's. And Ariana's like, oh, I'm just... I'm hanging back. I'm here, you know, and I just thought like, wow, just thinking back of like, that was the pattern. Like 
Sandoval, and by the way, I truly now doubt some of the times that he said he was probably working. That dude's out like hanging out with Raquel. He's out like trying to live that life. Right. He And by the way, if he had been honest with Ariana, it would have been heartbreaking in a lot of ways and people would have been shocked, but it would have been nowhere near as devastating as what happened and it would have shown some ultimate respect for somebody that he claimed to still love even on Howie Mantel's show. And they're like, dude, I love Ariana. It's like, well, no, you don't. I mean, you think you do, but you don't love her in the way that you would actually do something of service for her. It's the same with Schwartz. Schwartz wasn't able to actually do the one thing of just respect like simple things that they both agreed on. He would go back and, you know, it's like, it's such, Terry Maloney said it perfectly. It's like, Tom, I get it. You know, I love you, but you guys both agreed to not do that with somebody in the friend group. You agreed. And he was like, oh, I did. But then uh, six months, like, you know, I went to Mexico and I drank and it's like, wait, but that wasn't a part of your conversation. And he tries to present it as for six months, he'd not touched anybody. And then all of a sudden, like, no, Schwartz had been making out and hooking up with a lot of people. It just wasn't in the friend group. But these simple things these men can't do for these people that they still claim to love. It's like, just be honest. Like you said earlier, I keep coming back to that thought of, you ju it just feels good to kiss. It just feels good for these people to have sex with new women. It just feels good. It is so good in that moment for them, but it's so hard for them to have long-term loyalty to anyone because that is not as sexy as the years go on. Well, and I think that's the ultimate question because I would, I mean, argument of the year, spoiler alert, I would argue that Sandoval had no loyalty to Schwartz and Schwartz is trying to be as loyal to possible as possible to Sandoval accepting his own sense of loyalty to himself but like I think of that moment on that episode one of the things that I was very very angry by because Schwartz is actively hiding while his mother-in-law that person that he was emotional talking about how he his the you know and in, in an earlier scene I miss my family well you're with a member of your family at this thing you see her being oh, violated yeah. by your best friend that's a great point. and you don't walk over there you Damn. care about her so little or you care about honestly I'm saying this honestly you care about your weird, fucked up, awful friend more than you do your mother-in-law because you're giving him more respect by not pushing back. And maybe that comes from fear or whatever else. I don't care. Like we, we all have our own behaviors and our own ways of doing things, but it's not an excuse. You are hearing this woman that you're trying to tell us you care about be violated repeatedly, including apparently being told to shut the fuck up by this man who I would think would care about you enough to not respect the mother of your wife. He obviously doesn't. You're willing to put up with that, but you still won't go over and say, listen, don't talk to Terry like that. Like, it's so disrespectful and so awful. It's also a perfect representation representation of who he is and what that yeah. relationship is. You know, it's like we keep, like you said earlier, we keep expecting so much from these people when in reality, it's very simple. You know, in these moments, these crucial moments, he cannot step up. You know, that's going to be one of his Achilles heels, whether he's on a reality show or not. And that I assume life is going to keep presenting these situations where he's eventually one day going to have to step up and he's going to have to stand for something. And he can love everybody and like everybody 
anybody, but he relies so much on sympathy. He relies so much on, aw, shucks, aw, geez, aw, help me, puppy, dog. And he's smarter than that. And he knows that. But also, I don't feel bad about the Schwartz Sandoval of like, oh, Sandoval's like totally screwing over his friend. I'm sure there have been plenty of times in the past where Sandoval has majorly covered for Schwartz in terms of cheating things with Katie. Oh, great. I have no Agreed. doubt. So I don't feel like super bad about that because they all scratched each other's back, including Mr. Jax mm-hmm. Taylor. And do not come back and rewrite history because I was there from day one and I watched all of that stuff go down. You know, like, the, you know, you can't all of a sudden paint that you were this good, you know, you might have aspects of yourself that's a good guy, but in these moments with the people that you cared about, you lied and you cheated. That's it, period. It doesn't go much deeper than that. The sooner they can admit that, the sooner, and, and the other thing that confuses me, I hear so many women, actual women push back, you know, and like misogyny runs deep where it's like, well, she wasn't putting out. He's got to get it somewhere. I'm like, does he? Is, he like, is that how your relationships work? Is that how, like, the, when I hear people bash Katie and Ariana, it's like, yeah, Katie sometimes suffers from reality show's greatest sin is that sometimes she doesn't pop on camera the way that Schwartz does. She doesn't have the charming, funny, witty comeback. You know, but Katie is hung in there, is stuck in there. And a lot of the things Katie complained about, we see actually coming to fruition. We see it from her side. Do I want her to stop texting Schwartz? Hell yeah, I do. Stop texting entirely. It's toxic from both sides. But it's just frustrating is that I still hear women say of like, well, they're just miserable, those women. You know, those guys deserve better. I'm like, why? What is the obsession with taking care of men that can take care of themselves? What is the obsession with standing up for people that have done something bad? It, we've got to accept at some point that it is okay to be punished for doing something bad. And that is how you actually learn what is right and what is wrong and how you learn to try to be a better person in this life. I don't understand why, you know, why we can't say, yes, completely wrong. How are you going to make this right? Are you all right? Did I, is, did I say something wrong? No, no, you didn't. It's just, I mean, it is, it's like the ingrained misogyny of all of it, which has allowed the Toms to flourish. I don't know that this is the first time they've been held accountable, but it's been the first time that many of us have been forced to pay attention. Well, do you, do you think they're still being understand. held accountable? Schwartz has two more reality shows. Schwartz, Schwartz went to do Winter House. Schwartz <laughs> is on a new Fox. Really? Like this, I don't yeah. feel like this is accountable. And by the way, I don't believe in cancel culture either. Sandoval, like I said, is out there potentially selling out whatever he's selling out. Nobody is canceled. He's not. You know, like, but no, nobody, no I, don't, you know? I don't think it's canceled as in not being able to find work because in the world of reality TV, being an extension of the Sandoval can carry a financial benefit. It carries with it potential attention including if schwartz is talking about this you know while he's filming his weird show like that's yeah he's gonna go he's gonna go there and do the sad like the value the sad puppy dog thing like oh katie's the one that asked for a divorce i would have never done it it was like you forced her hand dude would she should she have been cool with you getting wasted and going like banging people at resorts you know like should she have been cool with that like (laughs) so like just because you wouldn't do it then you get to go around and tell people that Listen, I would have stayed married forever. I loved her. But like you didn't show that with your actions. That's the thing is that you painted a certain way, but that's not the reality of the situation. So he can always go back. Even with Katie's mom, he was like, I didn't want this divorce. She's the one that divorced me. It's like, yeah, yes, technically that's how the legality law part of it worked. But there's reasons behind all of that. 
that we're just kind of skipping over. And I think, if anything, they're just upset that they can't kind of keep pulling this. It's going to be harder to pull the act that they pull now. It's not impossible. They'll still be able to do it, but it's going to be harder. Well, and not that they even want this. I would argue they're telling us repeatedly they don't, but I don't think they'll ever find better partners, certainly, obviously, with Ariana, but I don't think Schwartz... I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like... It, they do not appear to be people who are interested in being with someone who challenges them in any way. And it's just so interesting to watch, I would think, the next chapter of their life potentially begin. And the people that are going to be attracted to this, I just, it's like you don't always want to be a better person. It's That's the reminder but, to myself. Wait, wait. And also, if, you, if, you, if you're honest with yourself about that and honest with people, you don't have to be a better person. You don't have to be in a committed relationship. Nobody is making anybody. I was watching some TikTok videos of girls at the Tom Sandoval show, and they were all like up on him and his body. Oh, and I'm God. like, what is going on? Like what? I mean, because at the end of the day, remember, these are still quote unquote stars. These are still people when the, you know, Tom's band travels to your town, they're like, wow, do you know I hung out with a TV star last night? Do you know he told me personal things? He was so nice and open and honest with me. And, you know, that ingratiates, you know, he's like, wow, he's, they really paint him bad on that show. He's an amazing guy in person off of like one occurrence or one encounter with a, a, a cover band. I, I, it's, it's wild to me, but I, 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 I think that Tom in this moment especially, should not be with Raquel. Like, he should just go out there and, I mean, I hate to say this, he should go out there and just sleep with a bunch of women. Because at the, the end of the day, in so many words, that's what he's saying. Even in Howie Mandel, Sarah, like Howie Mandel, he goes, dude, if you had sex with me, like, he goes, you know, it would be like having sex with, like, a, a somebody in high school. Like, I didn't even, I lost my mojo. He was so obsessed about thinking about his sex. Like, he was not good at sex anymore. Do you remember like that part of the Howie Mandel interview really stood out to me? He kept bringing it up. I'm like, who cares? Like, wait, you you care that if somebody has sex with you, you need to come up with like a porn star sex kind of a thing? Like, maybe try making love, Tom? I don't know. Like, <laughs> God. I mean, listen, you're talking about it like there's a choice between the two. As evidenced by the Scandal, he doesn't need to choose between sleeping with any number of people and being in a committed relationship. It's not one or the other. It's that's the yes. And is like, regardless of whether or not often maybe because the other person doesn't know. I mean, that would be a question for Raquel. Maybe if, if, and when they continue their relationship, as I assume they will in some way um, of like, were you guys faithful to each other? Like, what does that even look like? Can you be engaged in an affair with someone and expect them to be faithful to you while you're actively encouraging their partner to sleep with them more? Like, I don't know. From what I heard, works. I mean, I heard she was kind of using things. Um, she was kind of like using, like kind of dangling things in front of Tom to make him jealous and to kind of force his hand at times. So I think she was, I mean, like, and by the way, I do think she was like, you know, openly dating other people as well. I think she was open to opportunities, but I also think she was using that sometimes to potentially upset Tom. You know, like I said, even this is after cameras dropped. I've, you know, I got a piece of information that said like in October, you know, she said uh, it was something to the effect of like, well, if this is how it's going to be, Tom, you might as well stay with Ariana. Kind of like Tom wasn't showing her, what? showing her, you know, what she thought she deserved from Tom. So that's so can, I, can I ask you a question? Because we're in different circumstances with this. Because I don't have a personal, like I've met 
the cast at any number of whatever. And I've interviewed Lala and Ariana together for AG forever ago. But I don't have a personal relationship with any of them. Like, so what has your experience with this been as a Bravo viewer, obviously, but content creator and someone who maybe saw these people more off camera than others might? Like, how do you process all of this? Well, I processed it. I, at first, I processed it really badly. I think I, I made, you know, and, and my listeners, of course, know is that I, I, tr- I mean, this and this shows you how silly and naive and also, um, a boy I am about things, which I need to learn to grow up in a lot of ways, was that I, 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 I mean, this, people are going to laugh. I truly idolized Tom. I thought he was, he was goals for me because here's somebody that I do a podcast. That's kind of a weird job, right? This is my life. I talk about reality shows. I'm very proud of it, but it's a weird job. So when I would talk to Tom, he inspired me because I'm like, wow, he's got this cover band. People make fun of him, but he like keeps doing it. And you know what? He's like, he really, he, he inspires people and he, he, he's not a cheater like Jax was. He loves Ariana. And so me, I was like, this guy has it all. This guy has it all. He lets his freak flag fly. Ariana encourages that. And I thought, what a special thing that he's able to really, and he, you know, he would always say how lucky he is to be on this reality show. And, and I, I truly believe he does believe that. Um, so I really, uh, I just thought, I thought he was the cat's pajamas. I mean, I really did. And I knew everybody made fun of him and stuff like that. But I, to me, I was like, that's it, man. Like that's who, I mean, that really shows me to, you know, just take risks don't don't care about what the haters say or people making fun of you. Take those risks. And then it really, when I found that out, you know, and I, I cause I didn't believe it at first and then I got confirmation uh, and I was like, and that, I mean, it's, I mean, that's how sad it is. Really, cause I, I realize it's ridiculous that I should have a personal stake in this because like, trust me, I know I don't, but I truly did really dig this guy. I had a total man crush on him. I really looked up to him in a lot of ways on how he handled things and it kind of just realized like oh oh shit and then you do watch those old episodes or see clips online and you're like oh yeah it was all right there okay it was right there all along interesting Uh, you know and you're starting like it just shows to the darker side of people and we all have that and I think that was that thing too is like listen I want to be better as a person like I was thinking like Tom is something to strive to be, you know, maybe I don't have to make as many mistakes that I, you know, I've, I've had a a divorce. I've had a, you know, like, you know, so I really did. I, and then I, then I was just crushed for Ariana who was like, I was friendly with her before I ever was Tom. And I just thought it was so dark. And then all those details that kept coming out of just how dark it was. And then everything, you know, and then it was really like everything was confirmed, not like the memes and all that stuff, but even behind the scenes, it was all being confirmed. It was all like, this is real. And that's why I, I tend to get upset too. If you listen to my show of people trying to say, oh my God, this is so staged. This is go. And it's like, guys, from so many elements, like, you know, the QAnon bullshit that we have in this country, that everything has to be some kind of like uh, hidden, you Hyper know, this conspiracy. is, yeah, some conspiracy. It's like, guys, we've got the horrible thing right here. We're watching it happen unfold behind our, like, why do we make, why do we need to make it something more? Like, you really think that these people are going to be able to script out an entire season and it's going to work perfectly? Like, okay, in March, uh, Santa, you're going to drop the phone at your show. We're going to have Ariana grab it, you know, like, 
all of these things. And even in like the, the Mandel interview that he was saying like, dude, I, I tried to break up with her so many times. And then you even realize when you see that footage and see like th those were lies as well. Like what Tom thought he was doing, what he really was doing, he was trying to paint her in a bad light so he could break up with her after the reunion have a season or a summer of like being cool and then eventually work like soft launch Raquel in some way in season 11. He really thought he figured it out and he'll never admit it to us, but we know, come on, we know that's what it is. This guy also loves to be considered a good guy. He loved that I hero worshiped, worshiped him. He loves when people love him. Like, listen, like he really, like he, and that's the, that's the frustrating part is that, and that, you know, I, I realized it's so ridiculous. Like, don't make heroes out of any of these people. They're reality television stars. You know, even Ariana, don't make a hero out of her. You know, like, she's amazing. I think she's awesome. But like I said, like, she's a human like all of us. And she's going through something really insane. And she's coming out like she's doing so amazing with it. But it's unfair, I guess. I've got to stop. Like, stan culture is just really weird to me, you know? Well, yeah, but there's also like connection culture, I would say, and it's possible to really have a lot of admiration for someone and understand that they're human and potentially be a little bit more humane. And sometimes people use that sense of humanity as a way to get out of responsibility of like, well, he, Sandoval just made a mistake, so you shouldn't be mad. And if you're mad, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, well, I think that people can feel a lot of different things at one time. And there's something to be said for admiring a person including when they make a mistake, when they grow from it. I think not of Sandoval at that point, but of Ariana potentially, just in the sense of like, we're connected not through the best parts of ourselves, but oftentimes the worst. If you're connecting through the best, it's sometimes a mutual admiration society. And sometimes it's like, a, well, I assume I would behave that great. You know, like I yeah. assume that I would be as great as this other person. So that's where the standum comes from. In other ways, it just comes from like, as you said, there's positives that can come out of this of like, look at what this person has done with their opportunity and look at the ways that they have owned themselves and celebrated themselves in their own individuality and not felt shot down by other people's mocking or critique. That's not a bad thing to feel. That is a good thing. And I think that's also why people have been so especially upset because in the Bravo community and any number of communities, it's like the, what do you call it? Parasocial or whatever. Parasocial. It's like the relationship that you have with these people could be a decade long. It doesn't mean that they know you. It doesn't mean that they call you. Although in some cases they might, it just means that you have an appreciation for them or who you think they are who you project that they are or who you hope they are based on what you've seen of them IRL and on TV and I think that is one of many reasons why people are upset because if you admired Tom which is not a bad thing that's a good thing especially if it brought you something positive including like the energy to keep moving and and feel established and comfortable and like safe in yourself and feeling confident in yourself like that's a good thing it's also why people feel upset about this because if he behaves this way like what does that say about the admiration that i had for him and was it a waste of time and i would say no like the thing that i hold on to is the raquel of of it all and maybe it's cuz that's my worst nightmare as a woman is that i trust in someone who doesn't respect uh like the safe the the actually the least safe parts of myself like the things that i am most scared to to say like the fact that someone wouldn't 
respect that or unfortunately with delight in knowing it while misusing it is very upsetting to me. Like, I think there's so many bad guys in the, in the world that like, while I can be certainly, I, you know, think Sandoval and Schwartz are pieces of shit. I'm much more focused, honestly, on Sandoval. But um, I, I think my expectations were different. I think it becomes an expectation calibration in some way like it's like the that that's the measurement we all have different measurements and different responses it doesn't mean that they're a bad thing it's the just, bar is so low for us men the bar is so low like the bar is so low and yeah we still, i mean that's the thing it's so low i should be like every day of my life like sandoval's a piece of shit which he is and I we, mean, and we still also, but just, we still can't clear it and we benefit us males benefit from having such low expectations because when we do rise yeah. above we're like amazing and when we do fall below we're just like well as it is another piece of crap like right. it is interesting to watch that and also just from you because you were at that show on monday do you regret hooking up with him after the show <laughs> or is are you still cool with, i mean i like and by the way i'm not judging you i think it's great uh, whatever you decide i mean is it well well i, I mean oh, I, I i think that i think that i actually genuinely to be honest i if you found i had this conversation with a lot of different people who were there for different reasons and after i spoke to people who were charmed by Tom and thought he seemed like a nice guy and were willing to give him grace. And I have, I see nothing wrong with that. Like I, I genuinely don't see anything wrong with going because maybe you don't have access to Bravo Lebs in that way, which is understandable. Like I'm not going to judge you for, I'm covering the event, but like, I'm not going to judge you for going for whatever reason and enjoying it. But there is an extension of that which is the idea that because I had a good time, it's impossible that you did not. And that your evidence or whatever else, like your experience, if it was negative, it didn't exist. And that's the thing that I find really interesting. Like the idea of like, I not being able to accept other people's dislike of this person or, or the literal experience of being there where people did shout, people did say, Raquel people did shout uh <laughs> send it to Daryl and like other stuff and like but for people who are fans they're like well wait but I was close to the stage I was in his face for the full two hours and I didn't hear that so it didn't happen and it's like well yeah because there were also people there were hundreds of people there there were people sitting who weren't trying to get up in his grill who were next to or near or were themselves shouting. Like it's possible that a lot of different experiences happened that night and a lot of different intentions. Like it's just, that's just, I like that there's potentially the like a, a grateful dead thing, like a fish thing. People are just going to follow his band around. Like, <laughs> Oh shit, dude, he played lightning in a bottle. Yeah, dude, you got the tape from like the Gramercy show. Like, you know, it is like I, before what I mean, even at BravoCon, I had a blast watch. Like I've always had a fun time with that band, but it is interesting with all of this stuff, but now it's become like a Rocky horror picture show kind of thing where there's props yeah, involved. There's like people screaming. There's people wearing team Ariana. Like, it is funny how there, we still put this kind of like uh, we still put this kind of glass between him and us where there's still like 
the stuff that we're able to scream at our screens and we're, we're able to meme at, we're actually treating that at the show of like that. It, it, this is not still a real person that we're actually like wearing these team Ariana. We're yelling out Miami girl. We're yelling out all of these things. And that's just a very interesting thing. Like it's, it's, it's gotta be a wild experience to watch. Did they have grief counselors there for people to talk to? I think I was considered one of them. Um, Yeah, I I think it was. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's like at the end of the day, would he be on this tour if not for the show? Probably not unless he had the kind of financial resources that he has now where he can do what he's doing, which is seemingly just paying musicians, professional musicians to go on tour with him. And it will, to me... It appears to be a total financial loss at the end of the day because it is such an expensive. He has a he has a band like a large band. It is very expensive. When he was on my show last February, he was taught like, and this is before even this the the last season had started, or it was in between seasons. Mm-hmm. And he was saying even then he was paying them daily rates. Any every one of these right. musician rates, he was buying their right. clothes. You know, like he was super type A about the whole thing. And no, I got to tell you, no other person really and. At the time, that was another thing I admired because I was like, nobody does this. Oh my God. Half of these people would probably do this for free, but he was paying them all full wages, which I was like, wow. And even in this tour, you know, he now has props. He has the lighting rig. That stuff is just adding to that overall cost. I'm really curious financially how this all pans out even away from the band, but like going away from that night, Sarah, did you... Were you more mad at him, less mad at him, or did you stay the same? Like, what did it, like, you personally, away from the article you wrote, how did you feel? The first part of the concert, I would say, was interesting because it was just, there was such a lack, understandably so, but a total lack of irony or humor about this because I think for Tom, there's nothing funny about it, which could make it funnier for people or... It's just we're kind of then inside that universe of pretending this is a legitimate enterprise, which it is. It is a real one. But, you know, the songs he chose to cover are probably not ones that I would recommend for his register. And how does somebody in that band, professional musician, say, let's play lower so he can actually, you know, because he's like harmonize. I mean, who in their right mind would pick a Freddie Mercury song to like somebody to love who in their right mind would actually have the balls to do a Freddie Mercury run on their vocal cords when you can, your vocal cords can't do that. Someone who has decided that they can pay for it. The, the purpose, the through line of his songs, which guys were so, it was just so fucking odd. I would walk 500 miles <laughs> in the, I would walk. I mean, the through the through line to me was like his determination that he wanted to feel the way the original artist did. And by singing their songs, he was an extension of them. Like, why wouldn't he want to sing Freddie Mercury if he is the kind of guy who's going on tour who wants to be seen as a star? then Freddie Mercury would be the first person that he would want to pair it off or, or try to perform regardless of, and, and like regardless of whether or not he can sing it, who even cares? Because the people who are there in large part, and again, I get it, I've been to Lou's show and Sonia's, are not necessarily there because of the quality of his singing. They're there for the experience and to see him perform as they have seen him perform on Vanderpump Rules for 
a decade. No, and, and totally. And, you know, there's that argument to be had of like when you go to a lot of these concerts, I don't expect, you know, a lot of, who knows? I'm sure the majority of musicians, you know, they've all had some, they've potentially all done something horrible in their life. Then they don't have a reality show for me to get mad about. Sure. But the, the, <laughs> Like I've been to so many karaoke nights with Tom. Like I mean, I have so much. I have like, and I used to get the biggest kick out of it. Be like, this is even pre-band, and like I'd be like, this dude's killing it. Look at him, he's killing. Like he's up there like performing Journey with like all of his heart. And I used to be like, wow, because I hated karaoke. I that that sounds miserable to me. Like even like sometimes if you get one of those private rooms, that's something. Like he'd go to like the nights, the karaoke nights, you know. And Ariana would kill it. He and I'm like, wow, look at you guys, like really really doing it up and I even remember just back then just going wow so when he did this band I was like well that's a natural extension of all of this karaoke dumb mm-hmm. I'm like what a cool way to take this thing that you love karaoke and actually form a band around it and to me that was kind of inspirational as well I think the disconnect I'm having and I'm 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 very similar to the thought of like I couldn't go see Erica Jane's show at the House of Blues Bar and Grill when she does that because <laughs> there is nothing like what I don't know what I'd be go like I I'm not a huge I'm a fan of like one of her songs I think but other than that I'm not a fan of hers particularly so why would I go and support that unless it's a free ticket um but Tom's the same way I think there's a difference though when we do know their lives so closely you can't help but have that seep in of like well you know, there's a lot of bands that I'd rather see over that. And I have so much Vanderpump on my plate right now that I don't need to trek out to see any more of those shows. I've seen a lot of them, you know? But also this can be an extension for people who are like, yeah, this could be new content. Like I'm seeing stuff go viral and I wonder what will happen tonight. And I have total understanding for thinking like that. Like I I genuinely think regardless of why a person would attend Tom's show, there's to me sort of no wrong answer in the sense of like if you're getting something from this including trying to yell shit at him at the stage noting that you're spending money that will go to his band in order to do that but if you are interested in doing that and you're getting something from it I mean I'm not it's like a I don't know how else to say it except to say that like it there are many different reasons why people experience many different kinds of like extension Bravo Leb stuff. I didn't get to say this on my show, but I just keep thinking about it. There's a little bit of you'll get the reference of the producers musical to this is that the producers, mm-hmm. the musical, it's all about, you know, in the movie it was all about like, we're going to create a show so bad. That's going to lose so much money. That's going to involve something so horrific that nobody would ever go to it. And it turns out to be a hit, even though it was meant it, it is so bad. All of it's so bad, but somehow it becomes a hit being so bad. And I find that a very interesting thing, but even just down the line with all reality shows, like, listen, in, in no reality would Sir Sexy Unique Restaurant still be open at this time if there wasn't right. Vanderpump Rules. There you go. Period. There wouldn't be. And that's the reason. Like, people still come night after night to get the picture in front of the sign, to go to the restroom where Jack's probably slept with somebody without protection. They all want to be around those kind of areas. Um, yeah, Sarah, I did say that. I like your face. <laughs> the I said, no, what? I didn't. Oh, I said, I, I thought, no, 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 I liked it. I thought you, I'm I thought you meant, no, I, no, I, I thought you meant, because I said, Jackson, no, 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 wear no, protection. I'm here, I'm here on the ride. No, no, no. I'm no, I, ride. I just think like even Schwartz and Sandy's people are going to have that natural curiosity. And that is exciting. It's like visiting the Smithsonian in a way, but it's like a live action Smithsonian. I just wonder where this 
We have five more weeks to go. If you know history tells us anything, we're already at that exhaustion level. How much further do we go with this? And then looking to season 11, how do producers flip this and get us back involved? How do people, you know, they, they have one of the most fascinating jobs in television, I would imagine right now, to try to really come up with a way that everybody, you know, like they, you know, this, they, they, they pounced at the right moment. They were ready to have cameras up again and they already had a decent season. How do you go about prepping a season 11 right now, which I know they are about to start. Well, Sheena said something on her new podcast that was like, I guess Lisa Vanderpump's going to be throwing a lot of parties at Vanderpump Dogs because when you think of who is going to invite the entire group, the only person right now who would be interested in having the entire cast together is probably Lisa. It is entirely possible that she's going to have a much bigger role on the next season. I love when Lisa, like we look at all these people and we see people, but Lisa looks at all of them and she just sees dollar signs. You know, like it's like, I mean, that's all. It's like, Dilla, we've got to have you at Vanderpump Pets, please. We need everybody. Oh, you guys, you've grown so much. And then you'll have Ken like, did you know Tom Zanzibar is outside with Raquel in the jacuzzi? <laughs> like, it is going to be wild to see because it's going to be clunky. I just, I mean, there, it's, and the production is so good this season, but how do you not make this? How do you come back from like, what did you do over summer break? And like right. this. <laughs> I mean, I think that is, I think that's going to be a challenge for them, but I, I assume that everyone will be back. I think that everyone should be back. Even I Raquel, you think Raquel how- will be back and you think she should be back. Uh, yeah, I do. I think that I think she will be back. I think it will be some sort of conversation maybe with her. I think it probably depends on what's going on with her and Tom. But, you know, even if they told me honestly and they said in an interview that like and maybe we'll see this on the reunion that they were on a break, I wouldn't believe them. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think that there is still something going on in a connection there. And I would be very surprised if Raquel didn't return. Maybe she'll return in a slightly, maybe not as a full-time member of the cast. But if I was her and it's like, listen, you burned up your entire universe. Why not return and see if maybe you can find some resolution, if not absolution. And maybe it's going to come in an unlikely place. Like, I don't know. But Sarah, even in this episode. I don't know. In this episode, she even makes the point of like, I don't need Lala or Katie. I don't need to make anybody approve of me. Like she literally says, I don't need anybody's approval. I don't need this. So it's an interesting way to end the season to see that she will eventually need to open. And by the way, I think producers will encourage her to like try to open up and try to win somebody over. And what's going to be fascinating to watch if she does come back is who's going to be the first crack. Who's going to be the first chink in the armor? Because Ariana has gone on record and you'll see this, I think, in this next episode is that Ariana's like, you can be friends with those guys, but I don't want to hang out with you if you do. Yeah. Like, like literally lays yeah. down that law. And so it's going to be interesting to see who's the first person that actually has a one-on-one conversation with Raquel that is not Tom or Tom. I don't think that any of the women on the cast are going to. I sure as hell hope not. Maybe Charlie, who's like sort of a friend of. Dude, but even Charlie, I've I've talked to Charlie. I, I, you know, I would be, uh, I would, it'll be interesting, but I don't, I know it's going to happen. Like, I I mean, this is a reality television. I know it's going to, I know somebody's going to get talked into it and it's going to be a mistake. And then you're going to have that immediate fight between Ariana and whoever it is. 
and production will be encouraging one of those ladies like, oh, come on. No, no. She just needs directions. Like, just go over there and tell her where to go. You know, like they're going to encourage some kind of thing that will actually end up being a fight between Ariana and that person. Like, that's just how reality television, they kind of run towards situations that everybody else would run away from. Yeah, I think the challenge for them, though, is like if any of these women, you know, uh, dare themselves, I guess, to film with her, if any of these women film with her, it will likely to be like to light her ass on fire. So the challenge for production is like there's no tension there. There's no you're going to just yell at Raquel like she doesn't. The only time she has lines are typically when they're fed to her by Tom. So like. If that is not available or, God forbid, the scene goes longer than a minute or 15 seconds when someone counters her and she doesn't have a response, that's not necessarily interesting television. So, like, there would seemingly need to be someone on her side that isn't just Sandoval or a silent but smirking Schwartz. Sheena used to be like, Sheena was another one that would, I think kind of coach her right. in her talking heads and stuff like that. I don't think it was just Sandoval. I think it was Sheena as well. And that's not a knock on no, Sheena. No, it was Sheena and Ariana. I mean, that was the whole thing when, when we're watching Ariana walk in, I was like, Oh my God, she's all she's seeing is the way that Raquel is trying to bait Katie into a response. So all she's seeing is the response and not the baiting. And I was like, Oh my God. So Ariana is going to stick up for Raquel understandably. So, cause she sees her friend maybe being attacked, but like Sheena also, said this she was like thank god i wasn't there for the finale because if i had seen katie and raquel fighting i would have 1000 percent stood up for raquel and understandably so due to the the level of their friendship like it is that thing that has a ripple effect as much as tom sandoval would like everyone to believe that the nature of this situation is only affecting ariana raquel and himself that's not the case. Look at how Tom Sandoval treats Katie's marriage. He wasn't in it, but he has a lot of thoughts. So when it deals with this situation where you have two, if not three members of the cast actively trying to manipulate reality to hide this affair and other stuff as well, people are going to have feelings about being betrayed and maybe feeling humiliated. Would you want to see, uh, you know, because they're talking about casting now and they're like knee deep in it. Do you would you want to see old cast members come back? I know we have Dodie for one episode next week. Do you do you want to see I mean, not want like, you know, but do you think the show needs a Jackson, a Britney or eventually a Stassi? I mean, even, you know, do you think this show needs that energy back? I don't think that Jackson, Britney make any sense. I think like if they're doing their little like peacock commentary Great. I don't know. I don't see them making sense in this universe. I also think, and Stassi has sort of said this. I don't think Stassi makes sense. And yeah. I, 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 by the way, by the way, I don't like think Stassi needs. Stassi doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think Stassi. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't think that she. I don't know that I would. Ha I just. I just find it so unrealistic. Kristen, I could see coming back like in a friend of capacity and seeing what well, happens there. I mean, she feels like she needs. You know. I think the Jackson Brittany. I think. I mean, I think Lala is going really hard to bat for Jackson Brittany to be back because I think oh, Lala, really? I think Lala, you know, like that would be, you know, and by the way, I was thinking about this because Lala had that scene with uh, Lisa this week about wanting to have a second child, mm -hmm. you know, and sperm donors and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, and in some mm -hmm. sense, I was like, oh, maybe you could have a, you know, maybe next season Lala is pregnant again and maybe Brittany's pregnant again. And that's like how their entrance into the show is. They could be friends of Lala. They might not be main cast members, but I do find it an interesting thing to think about because 
they, I think, desperately want back on. And I just always yeah, wonder. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's like, guys, like really think that through. This show highlights the massive, massive, like bad parts of yourself. And and Jax especially was known for infidelity way before Sandoval was. Like Sandoval's the king now, but Jax used to be the king. Why would you ever risk a beautiful family to put yourself back in that lion's den where you might have the encouragement or more opportunity to cheat potentially. Why would you do that to yourself and your family when it's proved not, I mean, it might prove financially good for a year or two or five, but down the line, you could lose this one thing that you keep saying is the best thing in your life. And that's the thing that I would hope anybody returning to a show like this would really think about. Like at the end of the day, is it worth it to get more cameos, you know? Well, I mean, I think if you need that stream of income and you were used to having it for many years and it was no longer available and you haven't found something that's anywhere close to that, of course, it's going to be extremely, it will be of absolute interest to return because it's, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's like nothing to uh, potentially decline just because maybe you're valuing your relationship more than we've ever seen so happened before aside from being fired so you're potentially saying when when he he does get caught cheating again it'll be like babe we needed the money i didn't want to cheat but we needed the money i needed to give a storyline so i had to cheat (laughs) i don't know that it's cheating i think it's just like toxic energy but i don't know i don't know where Jax is in his life i have truly he's i'm probably the least curious about him than anyone else but you know like and maybe they'll do more peacock shit i don't know i really genuinely have really truly almost no curiosity for what he's up to and i don't think i don't know what value he would really bring i think the memory is a lot we i'll i'll cherish the memory of jack's taking off his sweater i mean so many new people have like started watching vanderpump rules because of this and all of those classic jack's episodes will always be there right. those They're are available. like fro- frozen available. in time and you can enjoy them at any point that you ever want but my thing is like this cast right here is the one that is like kind of reigniting this. So like these guys did it. They don't need everybody. All of these, like, you know, it's like, it's great to see old faces. I can't wait to see Dodie, but I don't think this show needs truly anybody else. Like you don't need stunt casting on this show. They're not at that housewife season where they need to bring back Heather to bro. We're not there, you know? Yeah, but I think the Dodie thing is interesting because I could see it as stunt casting, but I also think it's like a really interesting moment for people who remember so much about where things left off with Dodie and Sandoval, what they what their breakup and relationship meant, and also DJ James Kennedy. See, I'm DJ James Kennedy as well, and also the fact that Dodie and Ariana are now very good friends, which is something they have to sort of remind people of because they didn't necessarily see it on TV. So I think with Dodie, it's like there's a difference there because I think they're only Dodie could understand part of or just the experience of dating Tom. And I think that's I think that could be I think it could be interesting to watch. I I do, but I don't know what is going to happen. And I don't have a lot invested in it, to be honest. I'm just kind of like experiencing the ride. Do you think there'll be another Richella? I think. <laughs> Which, wait, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I want to. This is the official Richella bracelet that Tom Sandoval gave me 
uh, when he was like, no. when I, oh man, he's like, there's only 20 of these in existence. And now I have this piece of like uh, history that I'm willing to sell back to you, Tom, for $10,000. Cause if he does stay with, <laughs> if he does stay with Raquel, he's going to need these bracelets. These are like, this is like the Horcruxes from Harry Potter. Like if he collects all of them, maybe things can be whole again. But I remember him giving that to me when I was like, I was geeking out so hard. It was like a kid. I was like, no way, dude. Are you kidding me? I love you, dude. Like, I was so like, oh my God. And now it's like so dark to think that he made, like for DJ James Kennedy and Raquel's engagement, he like did all the fireworks. He made these custom made bracelets. I mean, this thing is like high quality and he did all of this. And then to see, you know, fast forward two and a half years later, I mean, they were three years later, this is where we're at. Noting that you know some of these people IRL, do you think that there's potential for Tom for Tom moving forward? Like, what does the future look for Tom? Well, I mean, he's a dude, so I think it's going to be easier regardless. And he got, you know, the thing is, he's a nice guy. Like, he's, he, you know, he would be extremely charming if you met him. Like, I, you know, even if you meet him at one of the shows, he's going to be so nice to you. He's going to, like, immediately I've met be- him briefly, like, literally probably three times, and he was lovely as everyone that I've met in VPR. Yes, he'll be very, lovely, lovely, he'll lovely. be very personable. He'll, you know, he'll ingratiate, like, he'll say something personal that you're like, wow, I had this real, I've seen him. And by the way, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's, I'm not saying that's fake, but I'm saying he, you would like him. Like, he, you know, he's going to win that battle of being he's a nice very, guy. He can be very charming. Yeah, he's very charming and seems and seems like a, yeah. yeah so, yeah. like, to the casual viewer, to the casual person that encounters him, it's going to be fine, you know? It's going to be those deeper relationships in his life that I would think even those friends in St. Louis or even his mom potentially would look at and go, what's going on in there? What is the deeper thing here that there seems to be a recurring issue with women in his life that is actually coming to a head on top of his own uh, view of men and aging, you know, the aging process. Like there's a lot of things that are starting to come to a head. And, you know, it's like he was talking about on that Howie Mandela interview. He was like, dude, I was, you know, I was looking at my life, you know, and it's like, I just was like this, I don't got anything. And it was like, he sat, he had a, he had a woman that loved him. He had a house, he had a show that he had been on for nine seasons at that point. He had a band, he had everything. The one thing he didn't have, though, was he didn't, you know, like that really when you boiled it all down, he wasn't having this crazy sex that he thought he should be having. He thought he should be having these exciting experiences like he said this week, you know, let's do mushrooms and watch the sunrise. And it's like, dude, this is a Tuesday. What are you talking about? Like, eventually we grow up like mushrooms aren't a daily occurrence anymore. And that's okay. And those times when you do your mushrooms, it's a beautiful experience. I love them. But that can't be your daily environment. Eventually, the Peter Pan syndrome is going to wear off. And like, I I understand wanting to chase the light fantastic and, you know, we're going to live forever. But the reality of that is when you chase that, you sometimes miss this underlying foundation with the friendships that you actually have created with very real people in your life. So you can make real quick friends with all of those people in those moments where you're like, you know, and you see this with a lot of men on Bravo with chef or whatever, of like they'll have that moment of like, I drank with that guy that night and it was a beautiful night. But what about that guy 10 years from now? You're not going to see him anymore. You're not going to hear from him anymore. And that's the thing that I hope Tom loves and trips out on as much as mushrooms are actual relationships in his life that actually have always believed in him, have always believed in his talent, even when other people didn't. And I think those are the things that I hope Tom starts to honor as much as he honors his music. Or lightning bolts, or lightning bolts, or lightning bolts. He loves lightning lightning bolts. Lightning bolts, by the way... Oh my God. One piece of counsel that the 
absolute crazy pricing for that necklace. That was I gasped over the fact that that was seven hundred dollars. As a girl, retail. is that is that normal? Like I see, that, like can't you get that on Shine no. for like forty bucks? Like why would you like seven hundred and sixty dollars or something? I would be I don't livid. Know. I'm a connoisseur. I love a vintage jewel. I love other designers. I shout out Catbird. I wear like ten of their pieces every day of my life. I I cannot imagine it but there are like sometimes boutiques that'll just just rip you off i actually googled the necklace because i was curious to try to understand more about the gold and stuff and i came away from it still very confused about the pricing but if you know if you find a customer if you could set your business that way i just it was just in the environment of the boutique i was like wait a second she's buying like a 700 dollars necklace right now and then i read somewhere that she bought a couple pieces but then it was like they were also very marked they got a huge huge tv show filming discount so maybe that was a part of it too but i'm confused about raquel's money I'm, I'm really confused about Raquel's money situation because she also lives in a studio apartment in North Hollywood. It's a nice studio, but it is a studio. I'm so confused about a lot of these things. We know her parents are like decently well off, but I don't think they take, I'm so confused. There's so much more and I don't necessarily want to know, but I'm very, very confused. Was there a merch stand at Tom Sandoval and the most extras? Was there merch? There was because I uh, spoke with some people outside that were wearing Tom Tom merch that they purchased. And I guess the merch did really well. I wasn't near it, so I didn't see what it was. The shirts, people were honestly, buying like, oh, merch. This is good quality. It was good, were... <laughs> yeah, it was good quality shirts. They were in sparkly tom. Was, I'm wait, dead serious. What was the I was price? Like, Do what, it. What was the Live price point? Life. What was the price? I think point? it was fifty dollars. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No, but I will say it was sequin. I'm dead serious. Oh my god, I love it. You're it like was nicely so, done. Of course. By the way. Of course, he's going to I'm make not sure. It, no, but... of course, he's going to make sure there is. By the way, you guys can't see it, but in the office, there's literally just all Tom Sandoval and the most extras merch, like right behind her. <laughs> no. And then I see some shoes. No, there's Marquesa, there's yeah. Siriano. Uh, the merch thing is hysterical. I wonder if he'll fully lean into it. Uh, uh, lean into it more and be like, you know, I, I, I cheated on a nine year relationship with Raquel and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Like, wouldn't you buy something like that? Like it, just really lean into it. I can't believe he's not still selling those hoodies. Cause he went as the woman he was engaged in an affair with for Halloween. Yes. He would have made so much money cause there would have been so many people who would have wanted to go as Raquel to maybe BravoCon, if not Halloween. And I I am shocked that they no longer sell that hoodie. I thought that was like a huge missed opportunity. And a hoodie that Andy references on Watch What Happens Live, like every other episode, he's like, so I got that hoodie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my mom was wearing it last week. Like, he really said that. <laughs> I that. You know, I, I, it's, you know, listen, I got to get this Tom Sandoval tattoo removed. Think about that. I mean, I feel I'm super regretful. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, I have no regrets for this episode. We didn't even talk about New Jersey. We didn't even talk about... Oh, my God. Wait, There's New Jersey. New Jersey's on right now? What? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, are Tur- wait, are, if, if you tell me Teresa and Melissa are still fighting, I'm going to tell you to get out of here. I like, there's no way. There's no way. It. Get out of town. Get out of town. <laughs> so, guys, listen to an upcoming episode yeah, by on the way, Andy's Girls Patreon. Yeah, you, wait, Sarah, by the way, you guys, we can do all that. Like, because I think you're going to come on my show next week, right? So, there'll be a part two yes. of this. 
Oh my God, would love. So this is part one. Part two next week, and you can also listen to an episode which will be up on the AG Patreon this weekend. I got so, so, so many of your satchels of golds, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things Scandival and New Jersey, and I had a lot of thoughts about the last five-ish minutes of Jersey this week, so I will be talking about it definitely on your show as well as next week's Andy's Girls and on that Patreon episode. Are you talking about the the Louis Teresa scene? The Louis, like... The Louis Teresa bed scene of like, I don't even want it at a wedding. I don't even want, you know, like it was wild. Yeah. And Louis' face in the trailer for the finale was nuts. Yeah. Ryan's yeah. doing it right now. The it's devil iconic. face. An iconic phrase a little bit. Um, So go to the AG Patreon for that and more. Patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Speaking of exciting special events and things. So excited for next week's. Andy's Girls Live in person in New York City and online where I will be joined by my Bravo BFF Dylan Hafer also known as Bravo by Betches. We are doing Andy's Girls Live a Scandaval Spritz on Thursday May 18th at 7 p.m. at the Green Room 42 here in New York City. There are also live stream tickets available. You can watch on demand so if you have a time zone that's not great for a 7 p.m. live show. You can watch the show at your leisure online as well. $20 tickets available now at thegreenroom42.venutix.com. A link to that is in the show notes for this episode. We are going to be very, 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 very much deep diving the finale, which airs the night before. So grab your tickets, bring your friends, Come solo. You're going to be in a room where we all get it. We all speak the language. And I'm really, really, really excited to do this live show. It's only the third time I've done a live show IRL. So would love to keep doing them. So guys, hope you can support the live event. Get an online ticket or an in-person ticket. 20 bucks available now. And I hope to see you guys next week. Ryan Bailey. Oh, my God. So much going on. Can you give us some like hints? Obviously, I'm going on back on your pod soon. I always, always, always love to go on. What do you got cooking? What do you got working on? Some recent episodes that have come out. Tell us all, everything. Mention it all, et cetera, et cetera, whatnot. Yeah, the, the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. You guys probably know by now, and you probably know if you like me or not. So check it out if you're new. Um, uh, no, I mean, listen, there's so no, there's so many good shows out there. I will say I do a line-by-line Vanderpump Rules recap uh, that is like silly, but we make some mm. deeper points. And I just released this week's episode, which was uh, just an insane, huge episode uh, go check that out. But we do have um, we do have some good guests coming up that I think uh, I I, I want to surprise people that I'm really I'm excited Ooh. about. And uh, so just you know subscribe and if you like it, like I said with this podcast and with any podcast, if you're listening, you know even if you don't agree with every opinion that we say, just still consider giving a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, you know no matter like we still are uh, struggling artists whether you believe it or not so those things actually mm-hmm. really do help uh, and it just kind of helps it benefits the whole pod community uh, because there are so many great people doing what we do out there right now and the more the merrier um, and that that's really it also we have a YouTube channel as well so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey and uh, there's plenty of me just check it out on the Instagram um, yeah silly memes stuff like that but I'm very proud of everything so check it out 
you have every right to be proud of everything. I think that's incredible. And I um, can't wait to see you auction off that Richella. How do you even pronounce it? Richella. 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 Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. By the way, you okay. know that, that's Richella, how that's how mature bracelet. these people are. Like Raquel's like, he says he regrets Richella. I'm like, why? Stop <laughs> calling it that. He like just call it your engagement. Like you know, like the fact right. that you're even calling it Richella <laughs> shows that you should never have been engaged. Like just call it your engagement. He's saying he regrets our engagement. No, it's not Richella. Like grow up. You're not 14 years old and your dad just dropped you off at Coachella. <laughs> like are you kidding me? Like what is going on? Also, if a relationship broke up and the person wasn't and the person was saying like oh my god I so regret uh, or I don't regret it was such a great night and everything else and that was the only thing that they had to say and they were in a relationship with someone else at that point I would be like what's happening here yeah. so <laughs> the conversation around that is very interesting um, as was this one today Ryan Bailey thanks so much for coming back guys thanks so much for listening hope you're all doing okay and we will chat with you soon Bye-bye. bye bye